for the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent Ether and Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. And we also have a bunch of other social media links in the description. <laughs> it's getting long. Yeah, it's getting Reddit. Uh, what else do we have? Facebook, I don't know. Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. We've got all that stuff. All right. This week's episode, The Lake Champlain Monster. your timing is explicable like aka champy well i did write that so (laughs) (laughs) so you know it's gonna end i do know exactly i did write and perform that so i know exactly when it's gonna end it's not not that big of a secret so anyways all right before we get started on this week's episode it's time to pay the bills all right you ready agent ether (laughs) (laughs) I'd like everyone to know I'm being forced to do this. Yeah, she's she's super thrilled. She's super excited. <laughs> what did you say? What did I cut from, from the last one? Me complaining. You complaining? Yes. Yeah. I thought I left some of that in there. No. But, all right. Would you like to complain? I'll leave it in this time. No, no. It's just. Okay. Well, here we go. I was minding my own business this morning when a hacker came along and stole my data from the unsecured public network. Gee, I wish there was some way to prevent that from happening. You need ExpressVPN, a virtual private network, encrypts your data so the bad guys can't steal it. Wow! Have you ever heard of dynamic pricing? What's that? Online retailers charge you more based on where you live. With ExpressVPN, you can appear to be anywhere you want and get the best deal. That's my favorite kind of deal. What else can ExpressVPN do for me? With ExpressVPN, you get access to streaming content that's normally blocked in your region. Could I even use it to get past restrictions on work or school networks? Yes, all you have to do is use the ExpressVPN app on your device. You can even use it directly on your router. That's right. Just go to expressvpn.com forward slash capital A, capital C, capital P for a special offer and get three months free when you sign up for one year of service. What a deal. Thanks, Thanks, ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com forward slash capital ACP. Now let's get to the show. So your uh, your words you changed there. That sentence uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense the way you said it. It does. It's fine. <laughs> we'll see on the replay. Oh. <laughs> Was it a better reading at least? Uh, a little bit. You still kind of sound like you're reading. I am reading. Yeah, but you're not supposed to sound like you're reading. <laughs> uh, we'll get it on the next episode. Uh. <laughs> Put that aside. All right. We also have, we don't have, I don't know why I call it the mind boggle of the week because we don't always have it, but we do have a mind boggle this week. And this one was found by, um, by agent ETA. He, he sent me a link to this particular one and I thought it was fake at first, but, uh, we'll get to that. But before we get to that, uh, I wanted to mention that apparently there was uh, some Pfizer, uh, Pfizer documents have been leaked. And I saw this earlier and haven't had a chance to look at them yet. I just saw it today, but it'll be interesting in light of the increased mandatory vaccines to see what's in those documents. Some sources say that the documents show that the vaccine has only a 12% efficacy rate, uh, horrible side effects and prove that it's all just basically a con job, but who knows? I sure don't know. Um, Hey, knock it off over there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But what's interesting is that uh, anyone saying that the documents show problems with the vaccine are labeled by uh, labeled as conspiracy theorists by media outlets. So if you Google it, you'll see media outlets and they'll say they'll say conspiracy theorists say this or that. And um, it's interesting because it's not like there's no discussion and there's no possibility for the documents to show that there were problems with the vaccine. If you are somebody saying that the documents show problems with the vaccines, you're a quote-unquote conspiracy theorist. So it's like this logical fallacy, you know, this ad hominem thing automatically, if you're willing to discuss it, you're automatically labeled as like, you know, tinfoil hat 
wearing weirdo, which again, I don't know what's in those documents. And I cannot say personally that whether or not I believe they demonstrate or show anything about the vaccine. Yeah. And we're not so, pro or con vaccine. Yeah, we're just so, talking about a form of propaganda, really. Right. So I'm not coming down against vaccines. I took the vaccine myself. So I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying that if you take a step back and look at how this thing is unfolding, it's pretty interesting how right away they're already setting the narrative as if you look at these documents and read into them when these documents could have actual medical studies in there, actual hard data proving that the vaccine doesn't work. Again, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying that that could be the case, but right away they're already trying to set the narrative that if you're looking at them, you're, you're a tinfoil hat wearing crazy guy or something. Right. Like there's nothing to them before you even know if there's anything to them. Right. Like before, maybe yeah. you just want to know, maybe you want to have that knowledge. Yeah. You know, maybe you just want to read them for yourselves and come to your own conclusion, but already you're being influenced by the media. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I noticed right away that I found was interesting. Some people are saying that they, the leaked Supreme Court documents, you know, with the, the right. abortion. Again, another topic that I definitely don't want to get into because I don't want to get political on this show because I want it to be, I want it to be nice and fun for everybody. I don't want it to get into the weeds with that kind of, especially a topic like that can get, that can go south real fast. But some people say that the leaked Supreme Court documents are just a distraction from the leaked vaccine documents. And if you look at the timing, it's possible, I guess. I don't know. But um, that's just an idea. But it's just sort of speculative. There's no way to prove it. It's all razzle-dazzle. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention that for people who hadn't seen that because it's a pretty big deal in the world of conspiracy type stuff. And it'd be fun, fun, interesting, interesting. scary. I don't know. Interesting to see how everything unfolds. All right, anyways, let's get to the mind boggle of the week. That I, wasn't the mind boggle of no, the week? No, <laughs> that, that, was, that was not the mind boggle of the week. Okay, what's the mind boggle? Wait, wait, wait. I think I have to, wait, I'm going to oh, do, the do the music. Oh, you do the music, yeah, okay. Yeah. Strange events, bizarre facts, the unbelievable revealed. This is the mind boggle of the week. Me want punani? <laughs> I right. was really so, floored um, when you told me about this. I am really not making this up. There is a song by uh um St what was his name uh Steven Seagal uh named or it's a it's a reggae song called Me Want Punani. So Lots of celebrities have tried their hand at music, and why not? It makes sense. If you're already popular, why not translate that into a different form of business? A lot of athletes, let's say former boxers, retire and open restaurants. It's, you know, you're transitioning your fame to some other field to continue to make money, I guess. What former boxer opened a restaurant? I want to go there. Several several of them have done it. It's, uh, you know, somewhat common thing. But anyways, um, lots of celebrities have tried to make music, and some of them are actually pretty decent at it. For example, uh, Steve Martin plays a pretty mean banjo, you know? Um, oh, it's oh, ETA. ETA. What's up, ETA? House. So I was just saying how, um, you know, lots of celebrities have done music over the years and there've actually been a handful of successful crossovers. For example, Eddie Murphy is probably the most notable one. He had a hit with party all the time and yeah, which is actually not a bad song in my opinion, but, um, some other, and actually, he, he has some other songs too, like uh, Boogie in Your Butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Eddie Murphy song. Look it really? up. Really? Yep. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. And Put Your Mouth on Me. <laughs> Boogie in Your Butt? And Put Your Mouth on Me. Yeah. He's got a bunch of songs. But um, Eddie Murphy's actually a really good singer, actually. You go listen to his stuff, like, this is back in the day before like auto-tune and all that stuff this is like in the 80s and like he's like, the dude is actually really good he's very talented he could have had a legit music career he actually did have a legit music career i guess but i mean he's like actually a really good singer i was surprised like going back and listening to some of this stuff but um you know the way, most of the singers or most of the actors don't have great voices but they have a lot of money so they can hire really talented producers and mixers and engineers and stuff to make them sound good. So when you go listen to some of these songs, they actually don't sound that bad uh, because they have quite the budget. Um, some of them though, even though they're the production's not that bad, they get some pretty weird stuff. Like uh, 
Paris Hilton's Nothing in This World is just disturbing. Um, the song's not bad. It's just, it's, I would say it's probably mediocre. Um, it's well produced and, you know, sounds decent. But the video, it's about like this, this kid who looks like he's, I don't know, 13, this young boy who's like uh, peeping in on her, you know? Oh, I've and, seen that video. Oh my, it, it's just, it's gross. Bizarre. It is just gross. Oh, it, I've never seen one. He's like a, like a peeping Tom or something like that. Yeah, but he's like a kid, right? And he's watching his neighbor undressing and then she starts like giving him a lap dance or something. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was just too damn creepy for me. I was just, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one, one example of, but um, some of the, some of these are intentionally goofy. Like Macaulay Culkin has, a band called the pizza underground and it's, they do like pizza parodies of the velvet underground. It's, it's pretty bizarre and the videos are very, very silly and goofy. And it's, it's very clearly trying to be goofy. It's, he's not trying to be a serious musician, but it was a lot of fun. Actually, I'd like to watch some more of that. And Hey, I don't know about this Macaulay Culkin. I haven't seen him in anything recently, but he seems like a pretty cool dude. You know, he's just doing silly stuff like that. Um, and then there's stuff like, Hulk Hogan's I want to be a Hulkamaniac, which is like, it's so bad. It's good kind of a thing. Check yeah. that one out for sure. And, um, there, there are a handful of them like Edward Furlong's hold on tight, which kind of sounds like, like drunk karaoke. Like it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> he, he did not hire top quality engineers or whatever for that one. He just kind of sang, uh, off key. He's not using good support. He's not singing like he's supposed to. It's just, uh, kind of, you know, you feel sorry, sorry for him. At least I felt sorry for him when I listened to it. Um, so those are some of, you know, just a handful. Of, there's just dozens of them. If you're curious, you can go down that rabbit hole. But, um, but one celebrity song transcends music, art, and even this universe. And that would be Steven yes, Seagal's Me Want Punani. <laughs> just let that sink in for a moment. Um, that title, just let that, it's not, I would like, I want wouldn't it be nice to have some or can I grab me some or whatever, like whatever you might normally say it's me want as if it was written by the cookie monster. So I mean, if you read online discussions and stuff, cause I was reading, I was just seeing what, you know, the interwebs had on this thing. Um, mm -hmm. A lot, the most common comment you'll see anywhere is, People say, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's the exact reaction I had. It's like, yeah. this can't be real. That's it. That's but why sure I, enough. That's why I Googled it. That's, that was my reaction too. It was like, this can't possibly be real. You know, it has to be some strange parody or something. Right. But nope, it is a hundred percent real. And just to prove it that it's all too real. I got some of the lyrics here. It's, it's done in a, like a reggae style. So it's a little hard to hear the lyrics, uh, especially cause it's, uh, Steven Seagal's featuring Lady Saw and actually Lady Saw is pretty damn talented. She's like really good. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd like to listen to some of her other music cause she, man, she can sing pretty good in that style. Reggae is not really my style that I listen to normally, but, um, anyways, so some of the lyrics are girl, what you really want all night. Me want the buddy make me feel nice boy. What you really want all night. Me want the punani. C for make nice. <laughs> I don't know what that song's about. I don't. I believe. I believe that Steven Seagal wrote that song. It's the lyrics are nearly unintelligible. So, yeah. So hey, hey, knock it off over there, dang, dang cryptids. What are they even barking at? I don't know. Well, Steven Seagal kind of strikes me as a the the type of a person that doesn't really necessarily have a silver tongue. Yeah, uh, he's probably not very good at picking up on chicks verbally. You know. Yeah. Uh, he, he's more probably the strong silent type right so he just want he wants all the women out there in the world to know that he wants the punani he wants your punani yeah you know whoever you may be out there steven seagal wants your punani just just so you know he wrote a song yeah, about me, it and everything me want me want to punani me want pun okay so <laughs> the lyrics continue <laughs> <laughs> she want the buddy him want the punani and me know it nice when the girls start to strut you could look at her but you shouldn't do that Think about just that because her clothes are just as pretty. They're not just to cover her kitty. <laughs> what? All right. And uh, so freaking creepy, dude. And it has got so the, oh, it gets worse. It gets worse, dude. And then, so it's got, um, it's got uh, another verse or whatever that it repeats. And then it, uh, the last one is 
baby. Oh, wait, I, I want H&Ether to hear this one. Where did she go? All right. She's back. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> the Conjugator 2.0 says, Steven Seagal is no Van Damme. <laughs> you got that yeah. right. Oh, man. That's I true. Could, I could go for some blood sport right now. I don't care if he doesn't know real martial arts. That guy is entertaining as hell. Van Damme. But anyways, you got to hear. Okay. So the last verse or whatever, Ether, you got to hear this. So it goes, baby, the way you walk is so hot. Let's have a shot of rum. Then I can make you come with me (laughs) 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 to the ocean. I don't think think he's ever, (laughs) but it's not, let's have a drink and then come along with me. It's, uh, let's have a shot of rum. Then I can make you come with me to the ocean. That would be fat. You can be my bow cat. Nice. Ital breeze. Bring you to your knees. We're jamming. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's some more lyrics that I didn't quite include, but I, f- I think that's enough. I think we've gotten enough of those. I think it was enough about five minutes ago. Yeah, I think it was enough after the first sentence. (laughs) But everybody listening, do yourself a favor and go read the comments section on the YouTube video. They're fantastic. They're they're worth the trip alone. If you don't even hit the play button, just go look at the comments. They're awesome. All right. So now that's (laughs) that was the mind boggle of the week. Let's get to this week's topic. The Lake Champlain Monster. This topic was suggested by Anorax High 593. So thanks for the suggestion. Um, this is a really fun topic. I enjoyed researching this one. There's um, some pretty cool stuff going on in the Lake, Champ- Lake Champlain area. Did you guys know that not only does Lake Champlain have a monster, but Burlington, which is the the town in Vermont that's like on the coast or on the beach or the whatever of the coastline of um, Lake Champlain, Burlington has um, the world's tallest filing cabinet. It's huh. like, is it in the Guinness How- Book? I don't know, but it's on um, TripAdvisor and stuff. You can go look it up and people have put reviews and the reviews are generally like, uh, yeah, it's a tall filing cabinet. So let me get this straight <laughs> while you're out there champ chasing, which is what they call it when you're hunting champy, you can go check out this filing cabinet. Yeah, it's it's and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's not a filing cabinet that's been adjusted on all dimensions it's just basically regular filing cabinets stacked on top of each other. And I don't know how tall it is, but you can find pictures. It looks pretty dang tall. It's hard to tell in the pictures, but 50 feet, I don't know, pretty tall. It's just so <laughs> random, Agent. So random. Well, I just wanted to see what interesting things they had there, and that's one of them. <laughs> I'm sure they got plenty of other good stuff to offer, but I couldn't pass up mentioning the world's tallest filing cabinet because it's just so weird. But hey... Maybe, maybe people think that's normal. I don't know. Okay, so let's get to Lake Champlain. Now, one thing that really bothered me when researching this case is that whether I'm watching interviews or reading or saying it out loud myself, it just always sounds like you're saying champagne incorrectly. You know, champ, even when you look at like newscasters who are doing news stories on it, and those newscasters are just really good at talking, all of them are, or most of them anyways, they say Champlain. It still sounds funny. It sounds like they're saying it wrong or something. It just, it just, it's just sort of like, I don't know, like having a scratch in the back, of, you know, on your, between your shoulder blades where you can't quite reach it or something. It just irking me the whole time. Like, like, like Champlain should be like Champagne, but no, it's like Champlain. I do like the cryptid's nickname though. Champ or Champy. Yeah. Champ. That's, that's an awesome one. That's really cool. That's a solid, solid nickname. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just, uh, you did hit record, right? ETA. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) That would have been a, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about Lake Champlain. It's a freshwater lake on the border of the United States and Canada. It lies between New York and Vermont and it extends up into Quebec, Quebec or Quebec. I don't know. I I don't know. It's another one of those freaking words. Yeah. Damn tricky words, man. (laughs) (laughs) Got any Canadians out there? Tell us how to pronounce that because we don't know. So the lake itself is pretty big. It's 107 miles long and has a maximum width of 14 miles. The shape is pretty irregular, so it's not like uniform, but that's the maximum width and the length. It has 514 total square miles of surface area. And to compare this to the Loch Ness, which, you know, obviously because we did the Loch Ness monster before, and it's a pretty similar case, 
The Loch Ness is 22 miles long and 1.7 miles wide at the uh, widest point and has a surface area of 22 square miles. So it's significantly bigger than the Loch Ness. Uh, The difference being that the Loch has an average depth of 433 feet compared to the average depth of 64 feet for Lake Champlain. So it's way deeper. But even so, the volume of Lake Champlain is 6.2 cubic miles compared to 1.8 for the lock. So the point of all this is that if the lock is vast enough for something to hide, then the Lake Champlain is definitely vast enough. And just out of curiosity, I googled, you know, how many gallons is, uh, what was it, 6.2 cubic miles of water? And that's apparently... 6,827,000,000,000 gallons. <laughs> That's a lot of water. So the lake itself is named after French explorer Samuel de Champlain. And he was also the first to report the sighting of Champion 1609. Or some people say he's the first, but uh, other people say he's not. We'll get to that in a moment. His report from what he said was, There is also a great abundance of many species of fish. Amongst others, there is one called by the natives Chowsauru? C-H-A-O-U-S-A-R-O-U. How would you say that, Agent Ether? I wouldn't. Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Chowsauru, which is of various lengths, but the largest of them, as these tribes have told me, are from 8 to 10 feet long. I have seen some five feet long, which were as big as my thigh, and had a head as large as my two fists, with a snout two feet long, uh, and a double row of very sharp, dangerous teeth. Its body has a good deal the shape of the pike, but it is protected by scales of a silvery gray color, and so strong that a dagger could not pierce them. And that kind of made me wonder if... Him and his party, because usually they go with like a group of people, you know, it's not just the explorer. He's got his retainers and whatever to carry stuff. I wonder if they were like swimming around the water trying to stab these things with daggers. (laughs) Come come back here. (laughs) Let me stab you. (laughs) Because how would he know that a dagger could not pierce them unless they went and tried to pierce them with a dagger? So to me, that Mm -hmm. tells him that they were trying to stab these poor monsters. This this area is really interesting besides having this large lake it's actually surrounded by marshland like tons and tons of marsh where some people think the monster could be lurking so maybe it hides in the marsh in and the then, marsh where there's where people can't really get to it yeah and then it comes dun, out dun, dun, once dun. in a while yeah for hunting or feeding or mating or who knows what it does in there it's in a big water. it's a big body of water there's like islands scattered all throughout it as well yeah it's it's pretty massive Mm-hmm. It's massively massive. So some people say that uh, the explorer Samuel Champlain was the first person to report him, but actually the Native Americans told him about it and sightings of him go back to the Native Americans in the area, the um, Abenaki and the Iroquois, who have legends about a snake-like creature with horns that inhabit the lake. And one name they gave it was the Gittaskog, G-I-T-A-S-K-O-G. And there have been many other famous sightings throughout the years, but um, maybe, I don't know, do you guys want to talk a little bit about any like the history or older sightings? Because there was a few of, of like older sightings. Do you guys have anything on those? <gasps> no, you, in the future, you should request, request specific research. I don't know, it's cool. I've just been talking for a while and I just wanted to kind of hand it off to somebody else if you had anything to say. So I don't, I don't want to Bogart the mic. All right. So anyways, I'll just mention a couple of these. Uh, one of the famous sightings over the years was published in 1873. A railroad crew saw the head of an enormous serpent in the lake. And I didn't see a whole lot on that. Just, I mean, you could probably look up the publication, but the, actually in 1873, there were several sightings. Clinton County Sheriff Nathan Mooney also saw an enormous snake or water serpent that he said was 25 to 35 feet long. The next month in August, a steamship named um, named uh, uh, Eddie, something Eddie, ran into Champ. So people said that the ship actually ran into the creature and people on board reported that the ship was almost turned over. Same year, Uh, P.T. Barnum, 
heard about this thing and he offered up a $50,000 bounty for anybody that could bring him the carcass of Champy. Why the carcass? Well, because he wanted to display it. Well, maybe alive. Yeah, but you know how hard it would be to keep (laughs) something like that? They didn't have SeaWorld back then. Yeah, there's... It would be very difficult to keep a large sea creature or lake creature in this case alive at like an exhibit or something. Well, I'm happy to report that the champ is protected by law. Well, it wasn't back then though. No, it is now though. But this $50,000 reward actually brought national attention to the monster, which was probably more of a local phenomenon at that point. And it brought like uh, I treasure hunters, I guess you could call them cryptid hunters from all over looking to capture this for the $50,000 bounty. Fortunately, nobody was able to, but still that gave it more publicity than it probably would have otherwise. And we, who knows if it wasn't for that, we might not even know about it today. At least not us. Uh, nowadays there, are, I mean, in more modern times, there have been tons of sightings and you can actually just Google this. There's plenty of sightings and photos and videos and stuff like that. And surprisingly, there's some pretty good ones. You know, like usually you look for Bigfoot photos. It's hard to find one where you can actually see something that looks like a Bigfoot or, you know, the Loch Ness Monster. There's good photos that a lot of them turned out to be hoaxes and stuff like that. And some of the photos you're like, yeah, it could be, could be not, you know, it could be something. Um, there was actually a couple of good videos of the Loch Ness Monster too, but they're debatable. But in this case, there are some really good quality, famous photos and videos the first of which was taken in 1977 and was even published in the New York Times was taken by Vermont resident Sandra Mancy. And she said, um, I didn't believe it any more than I did the tooth fairy. And she took the photo while she was picnicking with her family at the lake. They saw it emerge from the water. And she said, I turned, I'm turned around and I'm looking at it and my knees gave out at this point. The rationalization in my mind is that it's champ and just do a quick Google search for the, for the photo. Um, in fact, I'd like to see what you think about it. Agent ETA, if you don't mind searching for it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's a, it's a very compelling photo. Yeah. Um, some of the explanations sound uh, reasonable, I suppose, but looking at the photo, not trying to really, um, like look at it and like describe it as something else other than it's a, a, a you know, claim to be, it's a compelling photo. And like, it, it does, it, damn it. It does look like a, like a, like a sea monster of some sort or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was a plesiosaur? I think it was a, the type of dinosaur people think it might be like a yeah. held over from, from that era, you know, which I don't know how that could happen, but it's um, 10,000 it, it, damned if it doesn't look like one. Old. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it'd be, have to be a hell of a lot longer than that. Right. Um, maybe I'm it's, not familiar with the timelines with the dino- dinosaurs it's and stuff. Part but. of like a active breeding group. Maybe there's more than one. Yeah, that's well. That's yeah, the well, idea. There have to be yeah. right. Yeah, there would have to be. They're for sure. everywhere. Yeah. Baby ones and mama ones, and that's why they're reported to be all different sizes. <laughs> no, that's true. Those there are sightings of various sizes. Like some people say they see them only like five feet. Other people say thirty-five feet. There is a wide variety of reports for this thing. Yeah. So, so the Mansi, the Mansi photo is very compelling and it's probably the best photo evidence that we have for this case. Yeah. Um, it, it, it looks like something, it looks like something, damn it. You know, and I, I can't really explain it. Uh, it is, like I said, it is very compelling. Um, the, one of the theories of what it actually is, is a log that was uh, resting on the bottom of the, uh, the lake there. And then, um, through like, you know, uh, decomposition and stuff, uh, created gases and stuff and rose a log up to the surface. And that's what people, some people say that that's what she saw was just a weirdly shaped log that was protruding out of the, out of the lake there, you know? And, uh, I, I, I guess it could be. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, like I said, that, that picture looks pretty damn weird. I won't know? tell you guys what I mean, if I saw doing that right now. <laughs> 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 it might be good for ratings though, you know. <laughs> it's the end of the but day. You, it's very, very distracting, Eugene Ether. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just I'll just say if if I if I was Sandra Mancy and I saw that pop up pop up out of the water, I if I had a camera, I'd take a damn picture because it looks weird. It looks just damn weird, you know? Yeah. I'll say that the photo to me is not totally 100% convincing, 
but it does look like something no. unusual and it does it kind of just makes me go all right that doesn't look like a log it doesn't look like a fish that looks weird it could be a hoax it absolutely could be a hoax but it still looks mm-hmm. really compelling though it's a really interesting looking photo it didn't sound like yeah. a hoax like the description and just the uh environment you know they're having this picnic and uh, i don't know it doesn't feel like a setup to me yeah although i mean People who are good at fabricating stories, you know, telling tall tales, some of them are very good storytellers, so you never know. But uh, it, it, I'm on the fence on this one, but I think it's definitely worth a look. It's really interesting. There are people who say that she changed her story throughout the years and that some of her story doesn't add up. Like, I guess she said that, you know, she threw out the negatives or whatever. But, I mean, that's all just kind of like, who knows, you know? He might not keep the negatives. A lot of people don't keep their negatives. They just kind of throw them out. And some people say, well, how come there's only one photo and you don't have other photos? And I don't know. I can't answer those questions. But all I can say is that it's a highly compelling photograph. Now, there is a very famous video as well posted on YouTube called Strange Sighting on Lake Champlain in Burlington, Vermont. That's the title of the video. Have you seen this one, Agent ETA? Yes, I have. This video is really good. It's clear and you can see what looks like, well, like, like Champy, just like he's described by witnesses. Um, it's, uh, it's a really good video, actually. Probably the best video I've seen of a cryptid. And just like the photo that we talked about, it's not like, I don't look at the video and I think, okay, that's a hundred percent proof, but it's a really interesting video that, uh, it's, I don't know how you would hoax something like that. Um, some people say that maybe it's like an animal, like maybe a moose or something that's like kind of drowning or something, but ah, it doesn't look like a moose to me. You know, this video was taken by Burlington, Vermont resident, Eric Olson on, um, on May 31st, 2009. He said, I was just filming the water when out of the corner of my eye, I saw something move and I turned toward it and I tried to zoom in on it. And what I like about this video is that it looks like, to me anyways, it looks like something that's actually moving or swimming. It doesn't look like like a log or something moving around or whatever. It looks like it like an actual creature. Yeah, it, it looks looking at the video like it looks like there's like a wake behind it or something like that. It's it's obviously not moving fast, whatever it is. But like you can see like disturbance in the water uh, behind it. I don't know if that's like it could be like light refraction or something like that too. But uh, the video is weird because, uh, like the the object, whatever we're looking at, like it starts off like a kind of like, like like a neck out of the water, you know what I mean? And you can see it's kind of a, it looks like a long neck, you know, potentially. And but then it kind of goes down, and uh, but it looks like it is moving though, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not a very yeah. long video. I think it was like a, almost two minutes at, at most, you know? Yes, I think it's somewhere around two minutes. But yeah, yeah it, it yeah, whatever the object is, like you can see, like it has a kind of like a back to it that's protruding a little bit out of the water, but the neck is obviously higher. I mean, could it be a log or something like that? Yeah, it could, but it does look like it's moving though. Like it doesn't stay stationary in the water, you know? Yeah. And what I like about this video is that it's not like a lot of videos about like cryptids or whatever you see, it'd just be like a little two and a half second clip. And you'd be like, why on uh-huh. earth would you take a two and a half second clip? Why wouldn't you take a longer video? You know, like, it's not like it's whatever you're fake. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> but this one, it's like almost two minutes long and it's like a really good video. I don't, I don't get the impression yeah. that the video is faked. It might be, who knows? I mean, anything's possible, but it looks like a genuine video and a genuine recording of something. And what that something mm-hmm. is, I've got no idea. What's up, Agent Ether? Were you looking for something over here? No. Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe you had the video up. I was going to look at the video. Oh, do you want to? Okay, I can I can pull it up. Yeah. Okay. Let me yeah, I mean, whatever it is in the video, though, it's, it doesn't look very large. I mean, it, it's not a small object, but it doesn't look huge, like what you'd think like a, a plesiosaur would be, you know, if it was something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, But I mean, he is also not like very close to what he's uh, videotaping, but it's not a, a great distance as well, though, you know? I don't know. It's one of those ones where it's like, I don't know. He's, he's, he's videotaping something. Damn it. I don't know what that something is, but it's there. Look at it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to pull it up to get Ether's reaction here. I don't think she's, uh, I don't think she's seen this one yet. No, I saw a bunch of photographs. Okay. Okay. Here, I think it's this one and it's, um, it's, um, uh, one minute 41. 
Let's see. Make sure this is muted because I don't want to get sued by uh, YouTube there. All right, here it is, Agent Ether. See, at first it looks kind of like it could be something just kind of floating there. But you can also see see back there, it looks like there's something behind it. Now it goes down. I'll edit out some of this silence. She's watching it. I mean, it could be a log or something like that, though, you know, or yeah. a moose. Because, like I said, it's not a huge object, you know. Moose. So, yeah, I, I think it could be. Some people say it could yeah, be a like a moose or uh, a deer swimming in the water. It doesn't look like a moose to me. Some people say it's a turtle. Oh, but the problem, <laughs> the problem with the turtle be a idea, big damn turtle. Yeah. The problem with the turtle idea is that like one of the little humps behind it appears like way too far behind it for it to be a turtle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But here, watch, watch, just watch the end here. Yeah. See that, that hump way back there. So you can see it like it's not moving like a log, you know? It doesn't have as many views as one would think. Is this the original? Uh, this might be a repost or something. Repost. I'm not sure. It says 2009. Yeah, this this may not be the original original, but it might be reposted. Who knows? But it's still, I mean, that's one thing that I liked about this case was that there are actually several really good videos and photos. Whereas, like I said, most cryptid cases, there's not that much that you can find that's really good quality. But this one had some pretty good, like crystal clear photos and videos, not just like super blurry. So what did you think of that video, Agent Ethan? Oh, I thought it was very interesting, especially the last few uh, seconds. Right. It looks like it has like a, like a snake or something. Like, well, yeah. And the, the final hump was pretty far behind it. It doesn't look like a turtle. doesn't look like a moose. It's, it's just kind of strange. It looks like compelling. Like an unidentified animal that, <laughs> that uh, we don't know about yet, right? An unidentified swimming object. Yeah. <laughs> USO. <laughs> a new category of cryptid. It's not surprising that there's a lot of evidence, you know, good pictures and, and video stuff. There's a lot of people in that area. And also, it's one of these cryptids that has been embraced by the area as well, you know? Uh, Agent Ether mentioned uh, the laws that, actually, that they ac actually have. Um and if I'm not mistaken, the the law is, the law is actually kind of a uh, pretty specific. Hey, let, let me uh, let me see if I I think I had it in my notes or something. Um, like like uh, you're not allowed to uh, uh, bother Champ. Like you're not allowed to harass, harass him. him. You can't obviously hurt him or anything like that. No willful. Yeah, but you can. It actually says that you are allowed to caress him though. <laughs> it does not. It, it actually says that. It actually says that in the law. <laughs> No, I'm not joking. Well, hey, <laughs> it, it is needs, okay to caress Champ. Champy needs some TLC, just like <laughs> anybody else, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but, yeah, you can caress him, but under no circumstances can you hurt Champ. Yeah, these these were passed in the '80s. These different resolutions, and Port Henry in New York declared yeah. it a safe haven <laughs> for Champy. So he's yeah. he's welcome there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it forbids anybody to harm, abuse, harass, or attempt to destroy it. Yeah, but it can be caressed or observed <laughs> and caressed. I think that um, sometimes I they, that was great. Sometimes they pass these laws to drum up tourism, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah. who knows? Maybe somebody on the on the city council or whatever actually takes it really seriously. You know, you never know. It is a big part of the culture, like you're saying. They got murals and paintings and statues and all kinds of stuff when all, you all over the place interact uh -huh. with champy too they call it an experience yeah it's not a sighting I, it's I an experience it okay all right <laughs> yeah so well some people were describing their sightings as like some witnesses if you look up testimony some people say it's like a, a life-changing experience right you know? right almost uh supernatural yeah which is kind of interesting and so another thing that I saw was in 2003, the nonprofit Fauna Communications Research Institute conducted audio research in the lake, and they found evidence of echolocation using sonar equipment. And this I think is, this is actually one of the best pieces of ed evidence. Really. Yeah, it's just like really interesting. interesting. Yeah. And they, it was similar to like echolocation that dolphins and whales use. But there are no dolphins or whales in Lake Champlain. Obviously, there you know there's none there whatsoever. It's a freshwater lake. So what's using echolocation in there? It, they still don't know. There shouldn't be anything, but they found evidence of mm -hmm. it, which 
I mean, hey, I'm not a I'm not a scientist, so I don't know for sure myself. I have to take somebody <laughs> else's word for it, but I find that highly compelling. That is actually, in my opinion, even better evidence than any pictures or videos that you're going to get. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and you mentioned it wasn't very deep compared to like the Loch Ness. Well, it is. So it is fairly deep. The average depth is 64 feet, but it gets the. Well, let me Google the deepest point. Give well, me a I just here. I wanted to mention that. Also, throughout the lake are series of caves, and scuba divers will go down there and explore the caves, and they go pretty deep and far back, and they haven't all been explored, so who knows what's in there as well. Yeah, and there's also the idea that, like, that area used to be connected to the ocean, like, during the last ice age, the Younger Dryas era, and so what if, like, the people think that, like, what if something got trapped there, you know, and then... Like kind of branched off, you know, like like a plesiosaur or something similar to that. Uh, if it was still around uh, after the the lake got, you know, became a, a freshwater lake, the creature adapted with it and also became, you know, able to live in freshwater, you know, just because over the years, I guess. But people think that there could be like what Agent Ether was talking about, like a, a giant cave or a channel underground leading to the lake, like from the sea or something like that. But I don't know if that would make any sense to me because it's a, like we said, it's a freshwater lake. So uh, I think you would, uh, I don't know, you, you, I think you would be able to figure that out pretty easily if there was something down there, uh, you know what I mean? Like a, a seawater coming in or whatever, what have you. I don't know how that works, you know, but you'd think like the tides would bring was, would bring uh, salt water in there, right? Yeah, you'd but think they'd be not. able to detect that. I just looked it up again. It's uh, the maximum depth is 400 feet. So it gets pretty dang deep. And I mean, 400 feet deep, you're, there's plenty of plenty of places to hide you know, under there, if that's where it happens to be hiding caves or in the depths. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, who knows? Yeah. The, the, the lake has been mapped, but, uh, you know, like we were talking about, it definitely does have caverns or, uh, caves of sorts. So who knows how far those, those go. That could be a good hiding area, you know? Yeah. So let's get, uh, to some possible explanations here. One explanation that people propose is that it's a sturgeon that could be causing the sightings because they look weird and they can be very large. The largest ever sturgeon Mm -hmm. captured was something like 23 feet long. That's a big fish. Um, I'm not sure. That's a huge bitch. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) if they get that big in Lake Champlain. I'm not sure if that particular species is there, but it's a fish that could potentially be very large. And even just a 10 or 15 foot one, I mean, if you saw a 15 foot fish, uh, you know, especially if you were not familiar with the wildlife in the area, you were a tourist, you'd probably think that you saw a champy, you know, you would, you would definitely think yeah, you saw a champy if you saw a fish that big, that's a big fish. And I don't think you generally see fish that big in lakes most of the time. I imagine a lot of the yeah. um, explanations are going to be very similar to that of the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right. Some other possible explanations is it could be hoaxes, I guess, but um, based on the quality of the photographic evidence and all of the witness statements and whatnot, it's hard for me to say that this is all hoaxes, you know? Um, I suppose it could be. It's always possible. I think you can have a small percentage that are hoaxes. Yeah. You can have a small percentage that are sturgeons. But in the end, there has to be some you know, sightings that right. are legit. Really, all of them aren't going to be hoaxes or sturgeon or logs. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the time period, I mean, the, there have been there have been sightings for for a long time, and it's uh, these sightings have have spanned all you know uh, that whole time. You know, there have been sightings consistently. So I don't know. People are seeing something. I mean, they are. So I I, I uh, watched an interview with a biologist that was explaining that um, how how she didn't think that it's it's it couldn't be real. And actually, I kind of agree. It makes a lot of sense because for something to uh, for a creature like that to be viable, obviously, obviously, there's not just one of them. There has to be a community of them, right? right. They have to be breeding. So um, she thinks now. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I don't know if I agree with the numbers. Although, what the hell do I know about it? But it makes sense to me. But she she said that and I forget. Yeah, I, I didn't put my uh, her name down in my uh, notes here. But um, she was saying, uh, you know, there would have to be at least like thirty to forty at the very least of them just to sustain some type of a population. That's a over, lot. You know, that's a lot time. at one time. And uh, well, but you'd have to have that many so you'd avoid inbreeding. You know what I mean? 
Right. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, any population of any animal, creature, whatever it is, uh, you'd want to avoid that, obviously, because it wouldn't make you very sustainable as a species in the long run, right? You'd, you'd yeah, it wouldn't be good for you. Right. So you'd have to have enough uh, of a, a big enough community in order to avoid that. And I don't, I, I gotta say, I don't think that lake, that lake is a big lake. I don't think it's big enough for, for, think about it. If, if there are that many of, uh, that many champs around, champy, whatever, um, yeah, you'd see them all the damn place, I would think, you know, and yeah, there's a lot of sightings, but not like that. Yeah, I, I would think that you'd have like hard video evidence of somebody up close video, you know, videotaping this, you know? I don't know. Or, or what not if. Not just like pictures from far away or. What if I mean? there's a combination of things? What if they're nocturnal and they hibernate and they hide in caves and when they're not, they're in the marsh? I don't know. Maybe a 30 maybe. and 40 is a lot, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but if it is like a, a plesiosaur type creature, um, those, I mean, they're, they're strong swimmers and they're, they're powerful in the water, but their bodies weren't designed to be on land, you know? So there have I, been I don't land know. I don't know. Sightings, like, I, I, I go, I go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. There is actually one of the land sightings. Wasn't there two champs that, uh, that the woman saw? She claimed yeah. that she saw one brown one and one green one, one or something green like that. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, that, I mean, yeah, that's uh, maybe, maybe it, it, it evolved over time to be able to go look for food or something like that. Maybe uh, there's not enough food in the lake or something like that, or, or its favorite, you know, food of choice might be on land. Who knows? Well, and we're comparing so it to things, to we're comparing possible. it to things we, we know of, but what if it's something entirely different? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like something aliens. that we know. Like aliens. <laughs> well, some some people have proposed that uh, it is some sort of interdimensional and or time traveling traveling being, which is why you don't see it all the time. You only see it sometimes. Just yeah. like Nessie. Yeah, I don't think there's any course. evidence for this. I think it's just sort of somebody said that. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, yeah, on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> which means this must be true, right? Well, sounds, sounds good enough to me. Yeah. I'll, I'll believe it. Only if but it's on Wikipedia. stuff I'll believe. So I don't know if we if you guys mentioned yet. I had I had to go regulate one of the uh, the junior agents there, but I don't think you guys. I don't I don't think we've mentioned yet that one possible uh, explanation for some of the sightings. Again, not all of them because we have pictures that very clearly couldn't be this, but it is possible to have a standing wave on the lake that kind of looks like a snake. You know, it's like it's like just a the way the waves happen. Sometimes it'll look like the wave is not moving. And then if the light is coming from the right direction, it'll make it look like there's something there when there's not just a wave. So, I mean, that could be an explanation for some of the sightings. I think we mentioned that for the Loch Ness monster episode as well. Yeah. But I mean that clearly that cannot explain um, everything because there's a lot of sightings. We have photographs that are very obviously not a standing wave. Yeah. Yeah. The the one thing I keep on going back to is that like that uh, echo that sonar echo or that whatever the hell the the stuff that was re- recorded echolocation I, that that echo I I don't know how to explain that away I yeah. mean that's that's something that that just shouldn't be there you know so yeah that's the one piece of evidence I keep on going back to but well what about that you know what I mean like everything else could have somewhat of a reasonable explanation like in the real world most everything else really except for maybe that's like the lane sightings and stuff and that you just have to kind of ask yourself, well, is that real or not? Like, are they lying or did they actually see something? But yeah, that, that evidence was, uh, I, I can't quite get past that. Explain. I can't explain that away, you know? Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, that's kind of mm-hmm. all I had for this one. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to mention? I think we're good. All right. Yeah. It's a little, little shorter of a topic this week. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. Hey, it's nice to not have an hour and a half episode to edit. <laughs> <laughs> nice to give myself a little bit of a break there. But it was a fun topic, and thanks for the suggestion. And if you guys have any other suggestions, send them our way, because we're always willing to at least entertain whatever the suggestion is. Some of them may not be good for a full episode. Might have to do like a little shorter on it, shorter episode, or maybe combine it with other things. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll take a look at whatever it is. Uh, before we get going here, if you like chocolate, check out the link in the description for Lake Champlain Chocolate. I ordered their spicy Aztec hot chocolate earlier. It should be here in the mail tomorrow. I am, know am, you did too, because nice. you always order every 
new thing Amazon, that you're trying to sell. Amazon one day. I don't I don't order everything. <laughs> <laughs> but this this hot chocolate looked very yummy. So I wanted to try it. <laughs> it's Hell a yeah. Aztec hot chocolate. I doubt it's really the recipe that the Aztecs used. It's just like hot chocolate and chili. But it's probably good though. I can't wait huh. to try it. They also have like chocolate bars and some other types of candy and stuff. So this is an affiliate link. If so, your purchase, uh, if you want to get some chocolate, your purchase helps out the show and doesn't cost you anything extra. And you're supporting a local business. I checked to make sure that this place was actually on Link Champlain. It's in Burlington. They're a flagship store. So it's a business that's local to the area and you can get their stuff on Amazon. Support your local business. Or, you know, Lake Champlain's local business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep it strange. Yeah, Dick Cheese McGee is asking to speak. Welcome, Dick Cheese McGee. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for joining us. Um, I just wanted to say, oh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that I really enjoy the podcast. And like whenever I found it, there was about, I don't know, like 30 or 40 banked. And I mm -hmm. just listened to them all at work over like probably a month or two just like knocked them all off so just wanted to say i appreciate all the content you guys make oh thanks gals. we no appreciate problem. your appreciation <laughs> glad it's it's good <laughs> to hear that people are actually out there enjoying the show and it's not just a bunch of bots downloading it <laughs> so where are you listening from are you yeah uh, are you on the uh west coast yes yeah um outside of la I figured most of the live audience, you know, they're yeah. only awake on the West Coast and maybe I in know. Hawaii. We should, we should think about doing it, I don't know, maybe like on a daytime. Saturday or something during the day. Yeah. Get a lot more people. This is a really tough time for a lot of people. And it's Friday night. Who the heck's going to be listening to a podcast on Friday night, you know? Most people are going to party. Yeah, like, <laughs> at like 10 or 11 or 12. Yeah. People yeah. with kids, that's who. Yeah, oh, there you go. People <laughs> with kids. Could be, yeah. Staying at home. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for saying hello, Mr. Uh, and by the way, your username is one of my favorite usernames on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just picked it because it's kind of a shock, shock value name. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> 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 All right. My name's not even McGee, so that's just random. I just like, thought it kind of rhymed. <laughs> well, yeah, it has a nice ring to it, you know. You could be like Dick Cheese Kevin. Yeah. It just doesn't sound as good as Dick Cheese McGee. Is he's got a really nice rhythm to it. <laughs> Very nice cadence. As they would I say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for your comment and or question. We appreciate it. 